Oh, hello, friend. Come, join us by the fire. The story's about to begin. Welcome back, everyone, to Fireside Dice. Last time, we had Bacon with the side of Session. Yeah. That's putting it lightly. I think this is a great episode for Josh yep. to give the recap. <laughs> I am honestly, yeah, let's go ahead. Josh, what do you, what happened in last episode? Last we left off, our now four uh, members of our adventuring party had split. Bartholomew going to meet with his unfortunate connection in the Orsov Syndicate. And... Balfour, Levin, and Sri going out on a shopping trip to gather supplies for their upcoming adventures to Innistrad. Balfour, seemingly uneducated in the currency to bacon transfers in this world, um, purchased an obscene amount of bacon, uh, enough for himself for quite a while. Um, the rest of the party purchased provisions for the journey to Innistrad, and we all met back up at Bartholomew's house, and I think we were going to do a little bit more discussion um, with Levin on planeswalking to prepare her for how to get to Innistrad, and then we were going to go ahead and try to get there. I think that they were having discussion while you were cooking the obscene mm. amounts of bacon that you had Correct. prepared. Speaking of Correct. which... If you calculated out for us how many strips of bacon Buffer bought, congratulations, you get a prize. And just so you know, the correct answer, I believe, was... Let me just double-check it. Yep, 375 strips of bacon. <laughs> thick, thick cut. Thick cut strips of bacon. So, to you who did that, Congratulations on completing that math problem. You get an A grade in your bacon arithmetic course for this podcast. This is the sort of thing that you find in math problems. Yeah, I was going to say, Balfour is that guy from the math problems that bought like 20 <laughs> bushels of bananas. Yeah. Okay. So, the bacon is cooked. Conversation has been had. Balfour, you finish... I assume that you don't clean up. I mean, the bacon grease gets dumped into either a jar or a cup or a mug, whatever he can find that's large enough to contain it all, um, and gets left on the counter. Gold, seriously though, oh, that yeah. stuff is like so flavorful. I got a jar in my cupboard right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he he fill he pours out the grease into some other container because he knows how much it's worth for future food endeavors um, places it somewhere where it won't be disturbed and then just kind of puts the pan back in the sink and walks out you get the bacon grease save it all are you gonna look for the group or are you using those bed linens like we described last time oh no that's exactly how i'm packing the bacon it all gets spread out flat on a sheet and then in like columns you know and then each column gets kind of like folded over and then it all gets rolled up into a it's like like a bed roll just bacon that way it can't slide out can't go anywhere it's stacked nice and neat 
This is madness. So, as you are finishing this delicate procedure, the other three of you come back in and go into the study, and everyone meets back up in there. Seems like it's time. All right. Balfour, Suri, we're going to have you two go first. Like I said earlier, and then Levin, we'll have you go. And I'll try and follow and make sure you make it. We're going, again, we're trying to make it to the Blood of the Vine Tavern. Group up and meet up there in case we get separated. Which hopefully we won't. But considering last time how there was a full-blown three-episode side arc, I don't like our chances. (laughs) We will find out. So, the two of you, you specify your destination, and you are planeswalking to Innistrad. Outland Valleys, hopefully close to Blood of the Vine Tavern. Is that correct? That's the idea. All right. So the two of you, we have our green sparkle, our blacks, our purplish-black smoke. The two of you go. Excellent. Bartholomew will turn to Levin be like, okay, you, you got this? Of course. I have faith in you. Great. And she will attempt planeswalk okay this is where things get really interesting because like last time the characters of planeswalked i'm rolling a percentile no don't make don't that, make that face. face that's literally the dm is plotting <laughs> no <laughs> okay i will say when i planeswalk i'm doing the same thing i did the first time i'm gonna focus on levin's essence and try to follow her specifically levin yeah Levin, there are two conflicting sources for you. You desperately want to get back home. You feel like you've been gone from there for too long, and there's that drive for you to get back. There's also this compulsion that's not you, very much against what you want, that is pulling you towards Innistrad. Now, Baffer and Suri arrive right in Shadow Grange. Hey, we made it. I hope the others get here all right. <laughs> Indeed. Levin doesn't seem like she's too experienced with planeswalking. I'm sure she can end- figure it out. We all ended up on Innistrad our first time, so... Or, rather, not really our first time. As long as we all end up on the same plane, I'm sure Bart can figure it out. Levin, the compulsion to go to Innistrad is overcoming. But there's still that desire for you of the familiar. You've been in a gigantic city. You have been in gladiatorial combat, all of which is unfamiliar and frankly terrifying, even though you would never want anyone else to know. Mm -hmm. As you walk, you find yourself about 10 feet underwater. Okay. And, And the water here is... Very cold. It's definitely a shock to the system because she went from being on land breathing air to all of a sudden being underwater. I think it would take a moment for her to adjust and reorient herself. Can she see her surroundings at all? Um, yeah. You seem to be in like a tiny little offlet from a river which you guess is the source of the cold water. The kelp here is sickly at best. Very different from what you 
grew up around. Um, colder than you used to. And as you pop up to the surface just to take a look at your surroundings, trying to find the familiar, you can see Bartholomew appears on a small sandbar about knee-deep in the water. Um, Levin will pop up, pop her head up out of the water. Bart, is this where we were supposed to end up? He's, I don't feel like it is. He looks around and like looks down at his submerged legs. He's like, um... No, uh, but I'm pretty sure we're on the right plane of existence, so that's good. Good job. Yeah, um, Bart, you can see up in the distance, up on that crag, is Maurer Estate. Okay, that's, okay, um, hmm, that's Maurer Estate. Can I, like, figure out, based on where I am in relation to Maurer Estate, what direction we would need to go to get to Shadowgrange? Make a survival check. Natural 20. Ooh. Hey. Nice. So, this is... So, the path up in the mountains in the Stensia Range goes along with the river for a good deal before coming into the first, the nearest of the Outland Valleys along the old Somberwald Road. You remember that the river cut to the south in the first of the valleys while the road went towards kind of the center to Shadow Grange. And so you can tell that you need to just go north a little bit, you'll hit the road, and then Shadow Grange will be just further down. Okay. He's going to wade out of the river, out of the water, back onto shore. Thank you so much for not submerging me, by the way, because he just got a new journal and he has all of his previous journals in his backpack. So that would have sucked to lose all of that. But yeah, he's going to make his way to shore, do that, figure out where he's at. He's like, okay, uh, we need to go this way. We'll go this way. How, would I have an idea how long it's going to take us to get to Shadow Grange? Um, with the natural 20, you can tell that it's not quite noon here on Innistrad. Okay. It's as difficult as it is to ascertain here in Stencia, this whole province is very difficult to tell time with. You somehow get that intuition of it's noon and it would take a couple of hours. Okay. Not a full day's travel. It will be mid-afternoon. All right. Then in that case, he's going to cast Sending to communicate to Suri. He's going to say, hey, Suri. We did make it to Innistrad, but we are a little ways away. We will be there in a couple hours. Why are you talking to the air? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm talking to Surrey. I have this thing that I can do where I can send a message to someone far away. Um, it's it's. I just learned it recently, actually, because it's... I've needed it a couple of times and not had it, so I've been practicing, and I oh. finally figured it out. Oh, and I can respond, right? Yep. Uh, yes. You have 25 words. Oh. Good to know that you guys are safe. Be careful, please. She says we should be careful, but she's glad that we made it. Onward! And then Lead the way. And I'll tell Balfour. Uh, Bart just sent me a message to my mind and told it, told him, ugh told me that they both made it safe, but they should be here in a couple of hours. Sounds good. Let's go ahead and 
go get a room, get some drinks, settle in for the night. So, during the travels, um, there are a couple of points that you can see as you're making your way over these small hills. There's a singular large wolf that seems to be following you. What? Okay. What type of following? Does it look like it's following because it's bored? Is it following because it looks hungry and it thinks we're an easy meal? I can roll if you would like. Um, this would be either insight or survival. I'll roll survival. That's a 13. Um, it doesn't seem hungry. That much you can ascertain. If anything, it seems curious. Bart's aware of the wolf, right? Like, it, we're, we're both aware. Yeah. Okay, I will let him know that it doesn't seem outright aggressive at the moment. I'll just, like, glance back at it and then continue walking forward and just sort of say, it's not the first time I've been followed on this plane. I think as long as we just keep going and keep an eye on it, hopefully it doesn't... Hopefully it loses interest. And he's thinking to himself, I wonder if that's an actual wolf, or is that a werewolf? Hmm. But we'll just keep walking, glancing back every now and then to see if it's still following. And it seems like it continues to follow you, at least until you get to the road. At which point you can hear a howl. And others answering. Do the others sound close, or is it more of just like across the valleys? People are just... other wolves are... It sounds like it's around this first valley. Did the one that's following us initiate or respond? Was it involved in any of the howling, or is it just still back there being... It initiated the howling. It initiated, Mm. okay. Did it stop at the tree line, or is it come out on the road to continue following us? Um, you guys have not been in the woods. Okay. You've been kind of out in some rolling hills. Okay. Bartholomew's gonna pick up the pace a little bit. Not outright running, but he's gonna be, like, speed walking. (laughs) It's funny, because it's just slightly faster walking for Levin. (laughs) She just starts taking longer strides. Exactly. As we're walking, kind of to, like, pass the time and keep spirits up, uh, Bartholomew's gonna ask Levin, so what What can you tell me about where you're from? I've never seen anyone quite like you before, and I've, I'm pretty well-traveled. I've been to a lot of places, but never seen someone like you before. Well, where, where I'm from, it's very wild, which I'm sure is not necessarily a surprise to you. I am, I believe you've pegged me as a merfolk. I, I believe mm-hmm. you said that. Yeah. You're not, you're not incorrect. I'm from... Others of my home refer to it as the wilds. We're not the only ones that inhabit, inhabit it. There's all sorts of others. Fae and gnomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certain centaurs. Um, she'll, she'll relay that. Um, people with wings, fae, centaurs, gnomes. The humans of my home, don't hold a lot of trust in their hearts for those of the wilds, which is understandable, but 
it is what it is. It's not necessarily a kind place. In fact, as you and Suri were talking about here in Estrad, there were some similarities that mm. I picked up on that I found. Interesting. Um, does it have to be like floating land masses in the sky or like big stone like diamonds that ring a bell? There's there's a floating landmass. It's not so much a landmass as it is a city, a castle. But okay, uh, I was just asking because there's one place, there's one plane I've been to called Zendikar, that I would say was a very wild place. So I was just curious if, if that's where you're from, but it doesn't sound like it. No, I don't, I, I don't there being think any so. castles there. Interesting. I'd be very interested to check out this place that you're from, if we ever get to. You ha would have to step carefully, but I think that you would be interested. Oh, trust me, I've, I've learned you. to tread carefully. I mean, I've been here after all, so... And not terribly long after you say that, there's a swarm of bats that you can see is flying towards you from the direction of Mauer Estate, uh -oh. which comes down on the hill in front of you and coalesces into a singular entity. Bartholomew's going to stop and like put his arm out to motion for Levin to stop, and he's going to very quickly whisper as the person's forming, don't say anything. And we'll, I'll wait Still until um, Streppen says anything. He walks up to you, circles, silence. So good to see you again. Well, this is good to see you too, Lord Maurer. <laughs> oh, and where's Buffer? He's I was so uh, hoping to see him. He's in the next town over. We were actually on our way to go meet up with him again. Ah, so staying the night in Shadow Grange? Probably. If you end up meeting with the Burgomaster, just tell them that as soon as I get what I want, the wolves will go. Okay. Um. You don't mind me asking, I don't mean to pry into your affairs. Uh, what is it that you're after that the Burgomaster has? Oh, well, I say the Burgomaster, he's gone. It would be the Burgomistress at this point. Ah. As soon as I get Irina, the rest of the town is free. Irina, that sounds like a person. Yes, my eventual bride. Ah, congratulations. I, I knew that you would say such honors towards these nuptials. Please do pass the message along. I know that you're a helpful sort. I will. Anyway, welcome again to the Outland Valleys. And with that, he's just going to take his leave. He's going to start walking over to the woods. Uh, Bartholomew's going to motion for Levin to keep going and going to turn and like Trying not to overtly look like he's speed walking, try and walk as quickly as possible away from this guy. Levin will follow his lead. <laughs> he's probably going to wait a while after they can't see Streffenmauer anymore before he says anything, because he doesn't know how good a vampire's hearing is. And at this point, you're not terribly far from Shadow Grange. You can actually see it coming up. Uh, once... Once Bartholomew feels like there's a semblance of safety to say anything, he's going to be like, Okay, Levin, that is the man that we are 
you're supposed to be robbing. Uh, he's the one. He, uh, he lives up in that castle up on the hill, and he'll point to it. He has the other world atlas, and we need to get it from him. Everyone I've talked to around here about him is terrified of him. Apparently he has a lot of power and is not someone to mess with. And now we gotta go mess with him, so. And apparently he wants some girl. That's not good. Do you think he would be willing to participate in a trade? Are you saying trade? The map for the girl? No. What? We're not gonna sell off some girl to the vampire lord. Why not? The way I see it is that there is an easy solution that would keep you safe. It would keep me safe. It would keep the people of this town safe. It would keep the members of our party safe. Be an but it easy... would be the end of Irina's life, whether she gets killed or is subjugated to his whims. Like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna put her through that. We'll find another way. Is hmm. Okay. Bartholomew's just gonna like be like thinking to himself, did she really just suggest that we sell this girl who we don't know, who has a family, to a monster to make our job easier? Like he is just so flabbergasted by the idea and the selfishness of that. Getting in town, there's no further events of note. Unless you create any. No, I don't intend to. And getting to the blood of the vine tavern. Rooms have been secured. Baffer and Surrey, what have you done for the last couple of hours? I would assume we've, like you said, secured rooms, probably been at the bar a little bit, consumed some bacon. I would imagine Baffer would like to have spent some of the time observing the occupants of the bar, just trying to see if anything feels different from last time, feels strange. It's not very Listen. different. Um, there are the same three bitter hearts that are off on one side, drinking amongst themselves. And they just, they, they nod to Suri as you guys walk in. Suri will give them a wave back. As you come back down to the main tap room, one of them actually comes over to your table. And you helped out Annabelle, didn't you? Uh, yes, I, I wouldn't say I did it all by myself. There's... One individual that helped me, but yeah. Oh, she seems to think that she helped herself, but <laughs> that is besides the point. Just wanted to say thank you, and if there's anything that we can do to help you out as a fellow member of the Coven, please let us know. Oh, I certainly will. And with that, they go back to their table. Got the witches on our side. It's always a good thing. They may have bitter hearts, but they're... They, they are sweethearts, as I've probably said before. <laughs> and so, after futzing, for lack of a better term, for a little bit, Levin and Bartholomew walk in, and seeing you, I would assume that the two of you go and join them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we may or may not have ran into Lord Mauer again on the way. Oh, yeah. We did. We, we did, yes, we did. Um, he asked about you, Balfour. He was disappointed not to see you again. Um, mm -hmm. Sure he was. Yeah. Jerk. That's a little concerning. Apparently, he's responsible for the wolves that have been terrorizing this town. 
and he wants me to pass on a message to the burgomaster, the late burgomaster's wife, to let her know that he won't call the wolves off until the town gives him a girl named Irene, who he wants to be his bride. Oh, is Irene nice? I don't know. I've never met her, but we're definitely not gonna help give her up to this guy. Just making sure oh, okay. the table knows right. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, like, if she's, like, a totally, you know, bad person or just kind of a jerk, then wouldn't necessarily hurt, right? Like, she gets to live in a castle. That's Assuming she even gets to live. Oh, yeah. yeah. She can very well maybe unliving. The fact that half the party has suggested just giving her up, I'm very worried about the morals of this group. <laughs> <laughs> So is Bartholomew. a swift kick in the morals. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll we'll probably want to at least find the late burgomaster's wife and let her know what we've learned. Yes. What even is a burgomaster? I think Who it's is the person in charge of the town. That's a strange name for it. But that's that was our adventures. How have things been for you guys? Oh, Anything we've exciting just been happen? Hanging out here. Surrey's got a fan club. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're a fan club. They're more sisters in magic. They did offer to help us if we ever need anything. Who is it? Who is this? Um, the Bitterheart Witches. Oh, okay. They're the ones you ran into but... last time with the Demir guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. At least we've got some friends. They're great. They're great people. It's a little concerning to me that literally the minute we arrived, Streppenmauer found me again. So he definitely knows we're here, which makes our job a little bit harder. I think it would be a good idea for us to learn more about the situation with the town and the wolves. Yeah. What time of day is it at this point, Jens? Mid-afternoon. Okay. I would say roughly 3 p.m.-ish. Yeah, I think it would be worth it to head over to the Burgomaster's wife. I agree. Let's go see what kind of person she is. And Bartholomew's going to go up to the barkeep and just inquires like, where we could find the Burgomaster's home. Uh, you're not from around here, are you? No. Well, the biggest house here in town, that's the Burgomaster's place. Okay. You will look for a large home then. Thank you for your help. And as you go out onto the square, you can see that Blood on the Vine Tavern opens right out to a big old... Well, I say a big old square. It's as big as this town is going to get. But you can see the general store on the other side and down towards the end. So there's the four roads coming off. road you came in on initially... That led right past the two little children standing out in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. Coming down into the square, if you were to turn right from there, it would take you up towards the church and the Blood on the Vine Tavern. Going straight on would lead you to the other side of town and out. And if you were to turn left from coming in, you would go down towards a very large house that you can actually see stands above everything else. Okay. This you assume to be the 
Burgomaster's mansion. Then we start making our way to the big house. Coming down the road, you can see this absolutely, like, everything here on Innistrad is kind of dark and gloomy. This house almost seems to sag with the weight of what's going on. Um, the gate out the front is actually torn off its hinges, and you can see that where there isn't weeds or grass, the ground has actively been torn up. The siding, the wood, is all scratched. You can see that several of the windows have been boarded up from the outside. Like they've hit a spot of trouble. It's not what I was expecting to walk up on. I don't know, well, I think it kind of blends in with everything else. Well, you have a point. point. Uh, I guess we'll just go up and knock on the door. Knocking on the door, someone comes, but the door doesn't open. They call through saying, If you're here on that fiend's business, turn back. I, I'm, I'm sorry, um, are you referring to Streffen Mauer? Is that the fiend? Yes. I wouldn't say I'm on his business, but he is involved in why we're here. Well then, I wish you luck in breaking down the door. Are you the late Burgomaster's wife? No response. Uh, Can I break down the door? <laughs> Roll an athletics check for me. <laughs> oh, okay. That is a 16 plus 7. 23. Offer. You've done breaking and entering before. Portable ram, the whole thing like that. You get a couple of good squeezes up against the door. Just that checking, making sure. You can tell that it's barred on the inside. So you grab your axe and you go for the hinges. Take out both of those. And within a couple of minutes, you can hear furniture being stacked on the inside as you tear the door down. Balfour, Balfour, you're frightening them. I don't I don't think this is going to help. All right, we broke in your door. Can you talk to us now? <laughs> we met your criteria. And you can I... you can hear a second voice on the inside say, "You can talk to my steel." Let's I mean, oh. still still doesn't talk. That's we we don't need to fight. We... The village is just going to keep getting attacked by werewolves and you're barricading yourself in here letting your people die. We know what Streffen Mauer wants. We don't want him to get it. We just want information so we can help. You don't work with him? No. You can heal the slight rasp of steel on leather as a sword is put away. That guy's a jerk. He called me short. You are short. Okay, you know what? <laughs> it's a fact. You're, I don't you're, know. What... You're tall. So... You've lost bacon points with Baffer. <laughs> I don't understand why that's offensive, frankly, but... It was the way he said it. He just... Yeah. Wasn't very nice. So, over the next several minutes, furniture is taken away. As the pile becomes less and less, you can tell that they've been ready for this sort of occasion for a while. Well, it's not a super big pile. It's pretty quick, relatively, especially with your help. Because there are only two people in here. There's an older woman, hair is graying at the sides, who you guess to be the Burgomaster's wife, and 
young woman, late teens, early 20s at most, long auburn hair, in armor, with a sword at her side. Looking at the three of you, she says, I can see why he called you short. That's not very nice. Well, breaking down the door... You told me. Good luck. So, I kind of took that as uh You took it challenge. as a challenge, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I did. It wasn't very hard, but I'll put it back. I'm so sorry I think about it might... that. Like, just turns around, picks up the door, kind of shoves it back into the hole where it was. I think it's a bit late for that, frankly. And as you shove it back, it falls down forward. And the Burgomistress looks at you for, you certainly don't seem like servants of the Fiend. Oh, trust me, we're not. Our business in this valley is in active opposition to him, so. Hmm. Bartholomew's going to turn to the armored girl. He's, am I right to assume that you are Irene? Irina, but yes. Irina, that's what I meant. Okay, so you know my name. I take it that you've met with him then. Yeah, we ran into him on the way into town. He wanted us to pass on the message that he will not let the wolves go away until he has you. And we wanted more information on that situation, which is why we're here. You're clearly not from around here. Everyone keeps saying that. I mean, we do stand out. There's not very many I mean, of I'm... you here. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Mom, can you explain this? And turning to the Burgomistress, Irina basically says, Me and this one will take care of the door if you can explain the situation. And leading you into the front room, it seems like whatever distress there is on the outside, it's not reflected on the inside. Save for a coffin that is in the middle of the sitting room, almost acting like a coffee table. Please, I, I apologize. My, my late husband, considering the attacks, we've not been able to take him to the priest. I am terribly sorry for your loss. That's rather unfortunate. Okay, I'm sorry to be that person. Is there a smell to the room? No, it seems like the body is fairly fresh. Oh, I mean, of the answers there could have been, that's one of the more optimal ones. But also sad. There's no way I'm gonna dig my way out of that one, so carry on. You might notice Irina is a little bit different than myself. She's my adopted daughter. We adopted her and her brother several years ago um, and have taken care of them, raised them. And the fiend is always on the look for new consorts and seems to have taken a liking to her. Now, in talking with the other Burgomasters here in the Outland Valleys, one of our associates in the village of Kresk at the Abbey of St. Traft is willing to take her in for her own protection. And so the question just becomes one of getting her safely from here to there. Now, her brother left to plan out the route and figure things out, and he has not come back. Hmm. I'm sorry. I think you have more pressing problems than just getting your daughter away. What do you intend to do about the wolves? After she's gone. 
Well, if the fiend is to be trusted, and uh, that's a that's a toss-up. If he is to be trusted, then the wolves will go away. If they don't, then there will likely be a new Burgomaster soon. But considering our proximity to Mauer Estate, that's not an uncommon occurrence. The reason as to why my husband was alive for so long is because we caved repeatedly to his demands. Sorry, um, I'm being such a terrible host. What, is there anything that I can do for you all while you're here? No, we're, we're fine. Thank you. He's going to look at the rest of his party and try and gauge how they feel about the situation. He wants to know if they feel sympathy for these people in their plight. Yeah. You want to roll some checks? You can. I shall roll an insight. Who are you rolling for? Do you want me to roll for each individual person, or do you want me to make a roll for the broad terms? Just do a group check for okay. that. That's a 19. And based off of that number, the three of you can decide how much information Bartholomew gets out of you. Yeah, well, you can tell that Surrey's super conflicted, because this is, like, similar stuff that her father dealt with, like, in his town. Like, not really Streffen Mauer like specifically, but just like getting attacked by monsters constantly and having to defend. But this is this is a bad choice. So Suri is also very conflicted. I think you can tell that as the conversation has progressed and they've been talking more about Streffenmauer, Balfour has become more and more irritated. And it's like almost to a point where like it's not a matter of necessarily caring for these people more than it is a hatred for him just stick it to the vampire <laughs> yeah he balfour has an, an air of violence about his expression as for levin i think i you can tell that she's also conflicted not necessarily what she's conflicted about but there is an internal battle of sorts okay He's going to glance over at Irina as she and Balfour are putting up the door and then down at the coffin and like stroke his face a little bit and thought, are you sure that this individual in this town that you were mentioning, are you sure that they'd be able to protect her from him? It is the safest place outside of the estate. Well, no, the estate is not safe, at least for our kind. It is the safest place here in the Outland Valleys. I could send her further afield, but to hire a team would, would do me in. And I don't trust her going alone. Say, hypothetically, if she did end up making it to this town, do you think Streffen Maurer would just give up on her? Or do you think he would be following her, trying to get her there too? My hope is that if she is that distant from his immediate grasp that he would feel frustrated enough to stop as to how willing he is to do that that's a question that i don't have the answer to can levin roll an insight check on her just real fast what are you if, trying to ascertain just trying to tell if basically if she's lying to herself she's saying that she doesn't know whether or not he'll give up on her but levin wants to try and discern whether or not she's just saying that, like I said, to lie to herself, or whether she actually has a suspicion. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. That is 13. Based off of that, she seems to think she she seems to believe that if if Irina is out of his immediate grasp that he will stop. It seems that in her mind the proximity of Shadow Grange to Mauer Estate is a very big driving factor. Okay. How long would it take her to walk over there? To go from here to the next town over, Lamas, is between, if you're going slow, about two days. To go from oh. there to Kresk would be two, maybe three days more. I want to help, but I'm only one man. Yeah. We'll yeah. leave it to the rest of my crew here. I do believe it would be in our best interest to help this town in this way. And as the two of you say that, you can see that the despondent, very sad look that she's been having, there's, she looks up, I'm sorry, what? Like I said, I want to help. Levin, Balfour, what are your thoughts? I don't like Streffermauer, and I don't necessarily look forward to a three to four day journey while we're trying to protect someone from him, but I dislike him a whole lot more than it would upset me to go on this journey, so... I can if... fight, you know. Yeah, but do you want to fight an ancient vampire one-on-one? -on -one? Why do you think that I've been staying here? Yeah, I mean, if there was five of us... Then maybe we stood a chance. Maybe. At the very least, I'll get to hit him. Bartholomew's gonna focus in on Levin and wait for her response. If the rest of you feel that this is something worth doing, then I will help. But I request that we still focus on retrieving this Otherworld Atlas as well, afterwards. Oh yes, that, that will remain a priority. My concern is that we do this and get Irina to safety. But my concern is that we do this, get Irina to safety, and Lord Maurer lives, and we still have to retrieve this Otherworld Atlas from him when he knows, potentially, that we helped his bride escape his grasp. He knows about us either way. So no matter what happens, it's going to be difficult to do anything without him knowing. The way I see it is by helping these people, it doesn't really change much. Like, it's still going to be hard. He's still not going to trust us. But we'll at least have done some good along the way. And if he really wants Irina, there's not much stopping him. Team has decided, it seems, that they want to help Irina Kolenska escape from Streffen Maurer's grasp. So do you guys want to stay the night here in Shadow Grange, or do you want to start going? I think we need to stay the night and plan a little devise some strategy because like Levin said he knows Strafmauer knows we're here he's gonna know if we're the ones that are helping his bride escape nothing is gonna piss him off more than us doing that the only other thing that comes close would be entering his home and stealing from him which is what we're also planning on doing one way or another he's gonna be mad at us but doing this does put us in slightly more of a focused lens from him as far as keeping a watchful eye on danger, possibly revenge, 
and massacring oh. us. So we need to devise some sort of strategy or plan to where either we draw him away from his manor while we're in the act of getting his bride out and send someone in then to get the atlas for us so we don't have to just so like once once we know that she's safe we can leave we don't have to try to get back to his manor we don't have to try to devise a whole theft plan again like we need to try to do this in one fell swoop because the longer we stay around here the more opportunities it gives him to kill us because he's going to be mad I like the idea of luring him away and sneaking in while he's gone. Now that does mean that we're either going to have to split the party, which is bad, or and 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 half that party is going to have to go up against Streffenmauer, or we send someone in that we can trust to get it for us. Unfortunately, there's a problem Maybe. with both those courses of action. I don't think if we split our group in half, no. Two, no pair two of us is going to be able to stand up to him, I don't think. From everything yeah. I've heard, it's going to be a miracle if the five of us can stand up to him if it comes to that. And the other problem is, I don't know anyone here in Innistrad that we can trust or would even be able to infiltrate his estate while we're doing this. And we don't even know what the Atlas itself looks like, so... It'd be really hard for us to inform someone what they're stealing when we don't even know what it looks like. Sorry, how much do you trust those witches? I'd say they they're quite trustworthy. They've they've always been nice to me and my father. And if you were to say, ask them to break into Maur Estate and steal a certain magical codex for us, if its host wasn't home, would they be willing to do that and capable of it? That's, that's a rather large ask of them. Alternatively, I would, I would assume. From what I've gathered, tell me if I'm wrong, the Bitter Hearts are nomadic, right? They're known to move around. Uh, yes, I yes, I believe so. What if we ask them to take Irina? We could somehow I try- I not put my daughter in the hands of witches. Okay, I guess that option's out the window. That's a little bit... They would be able to hide her and protect her. Yes, and corrupt her to their purposes. No offense against you. However, Havens I mean, there's... and Witches are... They're a mixed bag. I'm certain that if you're hanging around with this particular group that you're not a bad one. However, you're just as likely to find someone who has their own nefarious purpose. Who knows who they worship? Ormondal Withengar? Ugh. Whoa, I... Oh. Irina, please. If they try to leave you with the bitter hearts, don't do it. Right now, unless we can come up with a better plan, I see your daughter being either the possibility of corrupted by some witches towards mischief and magic, or the corruption of your daughter towards death. Those are the two options we have right now, unless we can come up with another plan. Which would you rather have? I told you, if you take her to the Abbey of St. Traft, then she will be safe. And the witches can do that. Will they get her there? Will we get her there? You don't know us. Let's be frank. What makes us better than them? 
I broke down your I, door 20 minutes ago. I think that you are in a very precarious situation and that you are looking for the best way out when there is not one. We're simply bringing up options. We have our own reasoning for wanting to stick it to Streppenmauer, but that involves us infiltrating his home. We can't really do that if he's there, and this is a perfect opportunity for us to distract him and get in. If we can figure out a good way to simultaneously transport your daughter safely and get into the estate, it would be doing a disservice to Streffenmauer, unlike anything I feel like anyone in this valley has ever been able to achieve. But I understand your hesitations. What does it look like Irina's thinking during all of this? She hasn't really said anything, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that too. She's been leaning up against the door, the, the entryway to the sitting room. Before we do anything, can we take care of Father? I don't want to leave here and have him still be in the front room. Very reasonable request. Yeah, that's valid. And the Burgo mistress at this point looks at the four of you in turn. Can take care of that tonight. And then discuss further options. And she sinks down into the sofa a little bit. I do apologize that we're going down this route, but the bitter hearts are... They have my trust, and I feel they wouldn't betray me, so they shouldn't do anything to your daughter. From everything that we've witnessed so far, is it safe to assume that Bartholomew has figured out that Irina is a rather strong-willed individual? Yeah, that's quite reasonable to assume. He's gonna sit down. Is there, like, he's gonna sit down next to the Burgomaster's wife, and he's gonna calmly say, I know none of these options are good ones, and I understand the desire for a parent to protect their children. The bitter hearts may live a lifestyle different from yours. They believe differently from you. But I have faith in your daughter. I've only known her for literally like 10, 20 minutes now, and I can tell that there's never been a stronger will than hers. I don't think it matters what the bitter hearts tell her. Your daughter's not going to be corrupted. That she just makes Avison's cross again. <laughs> not even saying anything. Let's start by taking my husband to Father Donovich. That seems, that's a reasonable place to start. And Bartholomew will stand up and do whatever he needs to do to help prepare to take their father. So, over the course of roughly an hour, you take the coffin containing the Burgomaster to Father Donovich's chapel, and he performs the final rites, takes the coffin out back to the cemetery, and what are your thoughts and impressions as a Innistrad funeral is had? What's the tone of the funeral? Is it words of hope for a better life for him in the hereafter, or is it very dour, like What's kind of the overall tone of things? The overall tone is Father Donovich wishes the Burgomaster safe passage to the blessed sleep with how many different ways the afterlife is abated, stolen from, whether that be with 
the body being returned as a scab or a zombie, whether that be vampire or even just the spirit becoming the geist. There are so many ways for dead to come back that the funeral is more of a we wish you the absolute best opportunity to find absolute rest. I think Bartholomew is going to be very weighed down hearing all the different ways that death can be or like yeah can be desecrated on this plane it's very heavy for him like even death isn't a rest for these people just the fear and the hopelessness of Innistrad really starts to sink in more than it has before and it, I think it kind of makes Bartholomew even more convinced that he needs to do something to bring some light to these people because they need it so you have secured rooms at the blood of the vine tavern the Burgo mistress has offered for you to stay at her house for the night, in part because you've agreed to help with Irina and taking her to safety, and also in part because with the door having been broken down, she's not sure as to the safety that they're going to have that night. Yeah, we can stay the night. And as you stay the night, at some point, there's a voice from downstairs, and coming down, every single one of you who would like to wake up comes down and sees this pale, translucent visage of a human male stand up in the center of the front room, walks, goes through the front door, and looking through the windows, you can see that there is a full procession of ghosts and spirits coming from the town and from the cemetery in particular and marching towards our estate. The march of the dead and those who failed in their attempts to kill Streffen Mauer, marching once again in vain to try and take down that fiend as the people here seem to call him. And with that, we'll go ahead and leave off on this session. A fireside dice. Thank you all so much for joining us in this episode of Fireside Dice. This show is produced by Realms of Roleplaying. Intro and outro music was created by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios, and all other sound effects and music were created by Monument Studios. We'll see you all in the next episode. looking very worried at our bacon knowledge. <laughs> I just normally don't keep the bacon greases all. Carry on. Uh, two of us lived in you Alabama for, for a so while, much. so we learned a lot. About I still it. do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bacon grease is fantastic. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, there's no argument. Trust me. I love it. I just am not eating it. I'm not eating it. I'm using it to cook other stuff. You use that in place of, like, butter. Yeah, you take, like, a little dollop of bacon grease and spread it on the griddle and then make pancakes. Mm. Oh, yeah, that is mm -hmm. the way. We went from one bacon episode to another. <laughs>